Hello and good evening everybody, FAL teachers here bringing you Bournemouth 1, Manchester City 4. The quick dismantling of the cherries by the citizens really saw the utilisation of the half spaces in an extremely refreshing way and we shall analyse exactly how things went down before half time as City romped away 3-0 at half time over the sunset and far away. Bournemouth, who attempted to match Manchester City's front five with their own back five, bringing Chris Manfum into the mix as they sacrificed Jaden Anthony in order to move the hard-working Hamitraore to the left wing, basically looking like Spurs, but a budget version of it. Now, I say this by no means to insult either side, but really the resemblance was uncanny as their right-wingers took up extremely narrow half-space positions purely to stop the supply line from defensive midfield to the left and the right wing. So while Bournemouth's midfielders did their job at being in the correct locations to stifle Manchester City's defensive midfield, they failed to deal with the elite timing of City's forwards. No matter what formation they employ here, they are always suspect to overloads and in this particular case, Ilkay Gunawan, usually operating in their half spaces, pushed occasionally all the way down the flanks to work with Jack Grealish and this was where things broke down for Bournemouth. Now, City's merits will be discussed in much more detail later on. So at this stage, it has to be assumed that Bournemouth's structure would be weak against Roma's coming up next. And with Arsenal having Trossard and Martinelli, well, we can foresee at least that Bournemouth will have a dilemma dealing with their switching of positions. Now, looking at Bournemouth's merits themselves, at least we can see that they have clear segregated roles based on their zonal matchups. On the left, Jordan Zamora now almost certainly has established his place here, not just because of Solanke's tendency to drift to the left half space, but to also work with multiple wingers, no matter if it's Jaden Anthony or Hamid Traore on the left side. The fullback in particular played wingback here and was extremely active throughout the 90 minutes playing a crucial part in their consolation goal but really throughout the contest as they attempted to hit City on the counter Zamora was almost suddenly tracking Phil Foden defensively while somehow attempting to get further up the pitch. Now for FPL purposes at the moment with Marcus Tavernier injured yet again, the goal scoring burden still falls on Solanke. Unfortunately, he plays a more pivot role rather than a central striker one. So the question always comes down to whether you foresee Bournemouth, especially with their beautiful two home games coming up, thriving based on their flanks. Having said that, a game against Manchester City isn't usually the best way to gauge attacking returns so really we can almost assume that they'll revert to their 4-4-1-1 setup and we are basically deciding between whether Zamora and Anthony will create for Slanky or are we going to foresee Watara with his direct dribbling and running prominent against City again coming back into the free.
Manchester City finally, finally abandoning the Bernardo Silva left-back experiment, this time trying to shift Rico Lewis back into his quote-unquote orthodox role by playing halfback but on the right side. By employing Akanji, Ake and Ruben Diaz in the heart of defence, really City were about transitioning from their usual 4-2-3-1 into a 3-2-4-1 but this case without Kevin De Bruyne through illness, they had Julian Alvarez on the right and Gundogan on the left operating in those golden half-space zones in order to create chances. Now the unfortunate thing here was that whenever Gunawan or Alvarez received the ball in space, they really rarely looked for Haaland. In fact, I think there was only once that Alvarez looked for Haaland across the opening 45 minutes. So at this stage, the key difference in this particular setup was that the half space would switch to the flanks on the other side. From the get-go, Julian Alvarez received the ball in the right half space and immediately switched to the left wing for Grealish to run behind and take his shot in the very first minute. This was a sign of things to come as Gunawan eventually also looked for Foden in the right wing while eventually exaggerating that advantage, overloading the left half space, going to the left flank really to cross for Foden to set up Haaland's assist. Now it has to be said though that City's half-spaced utilisation really depends on game state. At 2-0 up, City barely used that space anymore and instead elected to go wide. This was where Rico Lewis really came into the picture as his positioning usually in defensive midfield was more tasked with winning the ball but at 2-0 up, he could venture into the final third. And his involvement in the fourth goal, well, pretty sure was quite obvious here as he worked with Phil Foden to build play down the right side, eventually forcing the own goal out of Memphis. So we are always concerned with FPL assets and in this particular case, the first name that shines is Julian Alvarez. The unfortunate thing here is that we are expecting KDB to come back, but if there is any inkling or indication of KDB being unwell, Julian Alvarez should be the first name on the team sheet given his price range. Now. Alvarez did not exclusively limit himself to a creator's role. He was also available for cutbacks when ball, well, when play, sorry, was built down the right side. While at the same time, he was almost certainly one of the targets in the box whenever Gundogan or Grealish had the ball out wide. Secondly, the unfortunate thing here is that City's assets are extremely difficult to recommend at the moment simply because of the number of players involved in their goals. As much as I'd like to recommend Grealish, Foden or Gunawan who were all within the chances here, the pattern of play did not focus on one particular player. So you really just have to close your eyes, throw a random dart at the dartboard and hopefully it lands on one of the faces that scores for you next week. As Man City here really opened up the size of their pie with four goals split between what, five players? And at this stage, well, the lure of double game week players unfortunately does not include Man City. So we will continue to monitor them and see if the size of this pie continues to be four goals. The 
The bottom line here is that Manchester City continue to display proactive innovations by attempting to cover up the flaws of their existing aging squad. With Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, Mares even here, constantly being rotated, City continue to come up with new solutions really. And at this stage, it's more about picking the player who will thrive in multiple different formations and setups rather than trying to pick the one guy that play revolves around. This is FPL Teacher who will continue with the reviews of the Liverpool games up next.